Hey, my name is Eric C. Rose. Thanks for listening to the Songs for Worship podcast. Today I am trying something a little bit different. Today I'm recording the entire podcast episode live. Typically I record the the music and the spoken parts separately, but today I'm putting it all, I'm doing it all together. So, uh, so yeah, let me know what you think about that. If you like this format, then let me know and I'll try to do more of it. If not, let me know and, and maybe I won't. Anyways, uh, before we get into our hymn, today I want to talk about folk music and maybe a little bit about why folk music is so prevalent in our hymnody today. Many of the hymns that we use today use uh, folk melodies. A couple examples I have here. I heard the voice of Jesus say, uh, Be Thou My Vision. That's one that we sing to the Irish folk melody, Slain. A Mighty Fortress is sung to to a folk tune, although it's been been adapted and I think modified in in many ways uh, since its folk uh, form. What Child Is This? We sing that one to the tune Green Sleeves. And What Wondrous Love Is This? Which I will be sharing with you live in a few minutes. So I, I was thinking about this, and, and I thought, what makes a folk melody? Are there some common characteristics that we can pick out so we can, we can define it? So I looked in the dictionary, and Merriam-Webster defines the term folk as originating or traditional with the common people of a country or region and typically reflecting their lifestyles. So oftentimes that music has been around for a long time and it often only exists because it has been uh, transmitted from, from person to person. So we often don't know who composed folk melodies. They've just been passed around and and transmitted orally. And I like to to wonder, you know, how how many of these melodies that are familiar to us now have probably been changed and how they have evolved over the years. It's kind of kind of fascinating to think about when when one person sings a melody if there's no written edition of it, they're just singing it from memory, they may change it. Maybe they can't hit that high note, and so they put in a different note. So that's just really interesting for me to think about. I think of the the folk tune Avu de Rajeme, which I believe I'm pronouncing that right, which was taken by Mozart, and he made a an arrangement of it, which was 12 variations on that theme. And we know that tune to the words Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Uh, we also sing it to Baba Black Sheep, and I think there may be some more that I don't remember. But that's just one one example of a folk tune. That's we don't sing it to a hymn, but that it was taken by a composer and it was written down and arranged and put into put into a form that we that we know it today. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the common characteristics of a folk melody. And I think that's easier to do regionally than universally. Universally, there is so much variation. I think one of the main uh, common features or a feature that is characteristic of folk music would simply be that it is memorable 
in in the region in which it originated, and it is probably singable in in most cases. Uh, I wanted to look a little closer at Irish music in particular because there is a very rich folk Irish music tradition. Irish tunes often do have certain uh, standard features in them. They follow certain musical forms. We've talked about musical forms a little bit on the podcast before. Form in music is just the way that it's structured. And so there can be certain ideas that that come back again and again and repeat along with new ideas. And it's just the way that the piece is organized. So in Irish folk music, some of the common musical forms would be the form A, A, B, A. So A would be one musical idea and, and then another A section. So that same musical phrase repeated. And then B would be a completely new idea, or at least mostly new. It would probably be somewhat related. Um, but then another A section after that. So A, A, B, A is a common Irish folk music form. And then you also have A, B, B, A and A, A, B, B. Those three musical forms are, are very common in Irish folk music. And you'll notice in those there's there's a great deal of repetition, and I think that lends to the memorability of it. Another important feature of Irish folk culture is, is Irish dance. And so oftentimes dance and music go together. Certainly that's the case in, in the Irish folk culture. And so so many of the tunes lend themselves to to dance. American folk music, as you might expect from the the great diversity of, of cultures represented here in the United States, has many different strands. You know, we can even find some Irish influences of Irish folk music in in bluegrass. But we also have gospel, we have we have spirituals, we have Cajun music, Native American music, and the blues, and all of these rich musical traditions. And just like other folk music, they are reflective of the cultures and the times, the spaces in which they originated. And also, I think it can be true of all folk music that it is it is influenced by the instrumentation available. Going back to Irish folk music, for example, the tin whistle is is a common instrument in Irish folk culture, and the tin whistle is often played with a lot of ornamentation and it has has a very light and and airy airy tone and so so a lot of the music uh really lends itself to that instrument and also to the fiddle and i think coming back to worship music uh we we often we draw from many of these folk traditions today although most worship music is now written out and we have we have a really vast collection of of hymns and resources at our at our fingertips today often our worship music draws from from those influences and i think i think that's that's a wonderful thing and i think the reason so many hymn texts that we sing today are are joined to these folk melodies is that one the melodies are familiar and two they're typically easy to sing, and three, they're just memorable. 
So these factors really make hymns more accessible, uh, not just for church, for use in church, that's important, but also for, for our recollection throughout the week, whether we're doing our personal devotions, family devotions, or just on a car ride home from work. So as I said at the beginning, I would like to share a version of What Wondrous Love Is This with you today. So as I said, this is a folk tune, and it's built around the the melody for it, that is, is built around the pentatonic scale. The pentatonic scale is, as I've mentioned in past episodes, is a scale made of just five notes. And that, uh, that adds to the simplicity of this, but it's also a common feature in American folk music and in folk music from, from other regions. So what wondrous love is this is, is a reflection on the love that God demonstrated to us in his atoning work on the cross. In verse 1, the author writes of how Christ bore the curse for us. We see this theme in Galatians 3.13, where it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. In verse 2 of this hymn text, we see Christ not only took the curse of man, took on the curse of man, but he laid down his own glory to do so. Philippians 2.6-8 says, Who, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And verse 3 and verse 4 in this hymn, the author proclaims that he will sing to God and proclaim God's glory uh, through all eternity. So I'd like to play that for you now. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul, to bear the dreadful curse for my soul. And when from 
death I'm free I'll sing on I'll sing on And when from death I'm free I'll sing on And when from death I'm free I'll sing and joyful be And through eternity I'll sing on I'll sing on and through eternity I'll sing on. Well, thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a message in the, uh, the comments section. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on the web at ericcrose.com or look me up on Facebook or Twitter. I'm also on those platforms. So thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.